because you saw signs, but because you ate as much bread as you could. So it was a bit of a put down. I mean, he was he was famous. They were following him everywhere. There were daily miracles. This was that productive time in Galilee. Those he'd been there seven months. Uh, daily miracles, healings, demons cast out. There were even some people raised from the dead. Um, you're not seeking me because you saw the signs. You're not seeking me because you're interested in Father. You're only interested because you had your bellies filled. You ate as much as you could. Uh, and then he, he sort of takes the conversation to talk about you need to labor for real bread that will give you real life. Labor not for that meat which perishes, but for the, bre- the bread that will give you eternal life. And he, he changes the conversation from something to eat with your mouth to something to feed on in your spirit to make you alive to God. And they said, yeah, 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 give us this. And he said... I'm the bread of life. I'm the one that come down from the Father. And that's where we got to last time. Uh, that's our context. And I hope to get to the end. I'll read something to you. Well, I'll read it now. So I'm using Tom Wright's um, modern translation uh, today. Um, if you look at chapter 6, verse uh, 53, listen to this. <clears throat> If you don't eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourselves. So we're faced with a difficult concept, a difficult passage. But can I just suggest to you that it seems a bit important if we we say to ourselves that we're people who think that what Jesus says is important, we've got to take notice of this. He said... You've got no life in yourselves if you aren't doing this. That's a bit important, isn't it? Um, We're lost without life. It behoves us to perhaps, not perhaps, but it's necessary for us to think, well, we need to make sure we're doing what he says. We need to make sure that we are doing what he says, feeding on his flesh, drinking his blood. But what does it mean? It's not an easy concept. These Jews, they were off the page. They didn't understand. But I think that we can. uh, And we can't just say, oh, that's sort of esoteric. We'll leave that for someone else to think about. No, no. If we don't get this right, we haven't got any life. Full stop. Uh, So shall we read? So let's go back to verse 30-something. We'll, we'll just go from 32, which we, where we finished, near where we finished last week. I'm telling you the solemn truth, Jesus replied. It wasn't Moses, or Moses didn't give you bread out of heaven. Manna, they ate manna in the wilderness. It didn't come from heaven, he said. It didn't give them eternal life. Moses didn't give you bread out of heaven. It was just stuff to put in your stomach. The Father... I'm reading from verse 32. My Father gives bread the true, true bread from heaven. True bread out of heaven. Oh, 
Alright, so Jesus has shifted the focus from something you put in your belly to something that's true, life-giving substance that comes out of heaven. Oh, you mean, yeah, they're talking about something different now. And they didn't cotton on. He already said to them, guys, you're not looking for me for the right reasons. It's not real faith. You're just excited. They tried to kidnap him. Do you remember? They tried to kidnap him and take him to Jerusalem to make him king. And he had to back off. He sent them away. Uh, they were just excited by signs and wonders and all their aspirations for a messianic kingdom with the Jews at the center. Great, yeah, whoa, go to the Jews. Jesus could have nothing to do with that. That wasn't the Father's purpose. The Father's purpose was to produce a real kingdom of God where God is known and worshipped. Nothing to do with national fervor. Okay, so that's where we are in verse 32. God's bread, verse 33 you see, is a person, is the one who comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. Oh yeah, Master, give us this bread. We want to have this bread every day. They still hadn't cottoned on. I am the bread of life. Verse 35, replied Jesus. Anyone who comes to me will never, ever be hungry. All those aspir- those <coughs> moral needs, the quicked, oh Lord, make me clean, make me righteous. Never hunger. Anyone who comes to me will never, ever be thirsty. Or that uh, uh, thirst for the uh, the things of God, for for us to be satisfied in our inner man. If you come to me, you'll never, ever thirst. You'll know what your life is for. You'll know what your life is about. You'll never thirst. You'll be a straightened out, sorted out human being. If you come to me, that's what the Father is about. Giving life to the world. Is that alright? To, to expand a bit on those ideas. Never hunger, never thirst. Okay. Verse 36. Pause. Hang on a minute. Hadn't these people come to him? They'd come across the water to him. And he said, you didn't really come to me. You came to your imagination of me. But you didn't seek me because of the signs. You didn't speak, seek me because you were awake to spiritual things. You just wanted food for your belly. He'd already said that their coming was inadequate. Fair enough? So, and he reiterates this in verse 36. Um, he complains, or he, he, he puts it back on them, and, and he's quite severe with them. What? Well, remember, he's, he's been popular. He's had months up there of being hailed as a hero, hailed as a messiah. And it wasn't, this wasn't proper faith. And he identifies that. But I told you, Jesus continued, that you have indeed seen me, and still you don't believe. They'd said to him in the earlier verses, just in this conversation, they'd said, what sign are you going to do so that we may believe? Hello? I've been among you. He who came down out of heaven, he who is living the life of God among you, he who is attested among you, authenticated by all these miracles, and you're saying, what sign am I going to do? You're blind and deaf. They, they, you understand? 
the moral perfections of the Godhead are manifest in human form in Jesus, and they say, what sign are you going to show me? They couldn't see. Why? Because the Father wasn't giving them to him. Because their hearts weren't right. Uh, we'll, we'll see. And that's the, that's the point. Okay, let's move on. Uh, but I told you, verse 36, that you have indeed seen me and you don't believe. And that's the whole point. That, uh, read on. 37, all that the Father gives me will reach me. If the Father's giving you to me, if the Father were giving you to me, you'd reach me. But you've seen me and you don't see. Why? Do you remember he said in the Sermon on the Mount, Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after self-gratification. I want to be happy. No. Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. So with the right heart attitude, a heart that's been tutored of God, he will go on to that, that the ones that are drawn by the Father, they're the ones that can come to Jesus. <clears throat> so in all the previous times when their hearts were in the whole conscience thing and the spirit of God thing and shall I do this, shall I not? No, I'm not interested in that. I'll just do the thing that gets me my way. No, Lord, I want to do what's right. Oh, I failed, but I want to do what's right. That whole response to conscience, response to God before Jesus comes, they hadn't, they weren't there. They weren't there for the right reasons. You've seen me and they rejected him. We don't want this God stuff. Not him. No, he's not what we want. Ah, God incarnate, the moral perfections of the Godhead, that which is clean, pure, that which is attested, and you don't want it. So they were out, and, he, and so his, his response to them was pretty severe. Um, by the way, uh, <laughs> that's not necessarily, but that's their final condition. Have not you and I been through a history of being not very hungry and then more hungry? And when we get to the right degree of desperation, Lord, I, I don't care what it costs, I must have you, then <laughs> we can receive him. So it doesn't mean to say that it's a terminal state, but it is their current state. Does that, does that help a bit? Um, have we been a bit like that? Um, all that the Father is giving me will reach me. They hadn't reached him yet. The Father wasn't giving him. We'll, and I won't reject anyone who comes to me because I came down from heaven not to prosecute my own program, not to do my own will, but to do the will of him that sent me. Jesus didn't come to start a sick. He didn't come to start written. He didn't come to do anything like that. He came to do the will of the Father. He was just there, um, waiting, responsive. Oh yes, the Father is sending me this one. Your faith has made you whole. He could recognize faith in them. So when he saw faith, he said, oh yeah, the Father has given me that one. He didn't see faith in them. You've seen me, and you don't believe. Guys, there's no way you can have life. Uh, but, if they were coming because the Father were giving them to him, if he recognized faith in them, I'll receive you all. Why wasn't he receiving them? Why wasn't he working them? Why wasn't he giving them a warm fuzzy? Is it, oh yes, you're doing so well. well he wasn't in there. Um, because he didn't discern the Father giving them. He didn't discern real faith. He said, if on the other hand, you came on the right basis, 
I wouldn't cast you out because I can't there was nothing about whom he received and whom he resisted that had to do with his preference or his uh, repugnance or I like this one I don't, nothing, nothing to do with that he was just there to do the will of the Father um, so verse 38 I came down from heaven not to do mine own will uh, and this is the will 39 of the one that sent me that I should lose nothing out of everything that he's given me do you remember the bread he said gather up the bread why? it had come from God it had been given to them by God it had been given by a miracle the father had multiplied it he said gather it up all these breadcrumbs so that nothing's lost this is the will of him that sent me that of all that he has given me I should lose nothing <laughs> so when we start to respond to the Lord with real faith with the, with the faith that says Father I don't care what it costs I believe that Jesus is the saviour won't, we won't get lost everyone that, that the Father gives to him will reach him that's his job is to make sure he carries us and loves us and cares for us and protects us and disciplines us so that nothing is lost 39 um, this is the will of the one who sent me that I should lose nothing out of everything he has given me and it's not just spiritual because this spiritual principle comes into our flesh and I shall raise him up at, on the last day do you remember in Romans it says the whole of creation groaneth and traveleth waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God it's not just some spiritual ideal it is a spiritual ideal but it has its outworking in practical earthly things and we're going to be raised up at the last day all of creation is groaning waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God so that the rule of God should appear in the heavens and on earth and of course that's how Jesus taught us to pray thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth just as it is in heaven it's not some mental thing this is practical the rule of God appearing in flesh and blood just as it appears in Jesus, it, it, he was ruled of God in his flesh and blood, so you and I and ultimately the whole earth shall be ruled of God in our flesh and blood and I shall raise him up at the last day so it's not just some weird religious principle, this is the essence of the universe being worked out in flesh and blood and molecules as well as in the spirit um, Mm. we mustn't get fallen into the trap and think, oh well that's sort of religious and that's practical uh, no, 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 no they're all the same thing the, the principle of the authority of God must be manifested in the practical in the flesh and blood uh, <clears throat> and I will raise him up at the last day 41, the Judeans then grumbled about him because he said I am the bread which came down from heaven isn't this Jesus, Joseph's son they said, we know his father and mother don't we, how can he say I came down from heaven oh my dear people they, look, he'd been among them all those months they'd witnessed the moral beauty 
city of his life. And they witnessed the daily miracles. Then they said, how can he say he came down from heaven? Um, there's none so blind as those who will not see. Anyway. Don't grumble among yourselves, 43 answered Jesus. No one can come to me. Here's the problem. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. Ah. And I will raise them up on the last day. It's written in the prophet, they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to what comes from the Father and learns from it comes to me. So the Father draws heart, he prepares heart. We need to make sure our hearts respond to conscience, our hearts respond to the um, moving of the Spirit is right. Yes. Everyone who's taught of God, are we resistant to conscience? Are we resistant to the Spirit of God, His whisperings? Are we resistant to what we see in the Lord's people uh, as a testimony of what Jesus is? Oh, I don't want that. I'm not having that. Uh, or are we compliant and docile and say, Lord, you're right, I'm the wrong person, I need to be different. Lord, you're right, this is what I should be like. That's being taught of what I'm suggesting to you. That's how we should understand that. And so we're drawn to Jesus by the Father, by prevenient grace, by the way God works in our heart, by the way, by the inner conversation we have with things like conscience and His, and the, which is in a sense the voice of God in us before we know Him properly. Uh, so everyone who is drawn of God comes to Jesus. And we need to be taught of him. Everyone who listens to what comes from the Father, verse 45, and learns from it. Where does he end up? He comes to me. That's what I'm here for. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except the one who is from God. He's seen the Father. I'm telling you the truth, Jesus went on. Anyone who believes in me has the life of God's coming age already. I am the bread of life. That is, I am the bread that gives life. Your ancestors in the wilderness ate the manna. They died. That wasn't it. This is the bread. This is the bread which comes down from heaven so that people, the people, can eat it and not die and the whole world is suffering because of death everyone's dead, they're all lost the whole point is we need to get eating the bread of life so that we stop being dead and we stop being lost um, I think it's one, the internet is an interesting thing the one thing it's taught us is that all flesh is the same, every man we're all the same really but we used to, used to be mysterious, and the bloke over in that country wanted well, a different kind of life to us well now we can see that we're all connected by the internet goodness gracious, we were all the same and the other thing it shows us, if we go to night is everyone's lost, nobody's got a clue what to do, doesn't matter how big the politicians talk, they're all wrong they're all in a muddle, they're all lost oh look, it's great when they get something right but I mean, as a, for the big picture thing have they got the answers? have they got it sorted out? have they got a clear philosophy of um, what to do for humanity? no, no and no we need the bread of life <laughs> we need the bread we need that which comes from God which gives life and Jesus says, alright 
I'm here for you. Um, I'm the living bread. Whoops, I've lost the place. Aha. Okay, verse 51. I'm the living bread which came down out of heaven. If anyone eats from this bread, they'll live forever. And the bread which I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. And he starts to refer there more particularly to his crucifixion. He's going to give this, his flesh, uh, and we have the whole picture of the Passover lamb again coming back, don't we? That they had to slay the lamb and they had to be in there eating the flesh of the lamb to be saved from the angel of death. Uh, and the bread that I shall give the life of what is my flesh. So we haven't quite got the answer to our question, what does it mean to eat him? We're getting there. Alright. This caused a squabble among the Judeans. And this fellow give us his flesh to eat. They were still stuck on something for their bellies, weren't they? I'm telling you the solemn truth. 53, Jesus replied, If you don't eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourselves. Anyone who feasts upon my flesh and drinks my blood has the life of God's coming age. And I will raise them up on the last day. I want to go back to... uh, the concept of looking on Jesus and believing Uh, we have that in whoops strange here we go, verse 40 this is the will of the Father that all who see the Son that is all who look upon him and believe. Now they were looking upon him and rejecting. And all who look upon him and believe should have the life of God's coming age. Just to say that Jesus wasn't authorized to save everybody. Only those the Father was giving that the Father was giving him, and only those who had who had faith. Whosoever believeth on him. Yes! I'm on your side, Lord. I want what you've got. I want what you are. I, whoso believe, you can give him life. Jesus didn't authorize to give life to anyone else. And the way that that life gets into us is uh, the believing, looking. To look at him and believe. Now, initially, we might see him in another Christian. Is that there's something about him? And that we can receive and say, yeah, the thing. I want, yes, our heart is open to that. And then down the track we begin to understand that it's, it's Jesus himself that we need. And our hearts say, yes, I submit to you. Yes, I will be ruled by you. Yes, I believe that you are the Christ, the King of all the universe. Faith. And so to eat his flesh... Can I suggest to you we can understand it like this? This is really important. Um, I won't go into the reasons that it's good to get this ground. Some people say, oh, it's just metaphor. Other people say, oh, it's all about the um, communion. Well, Jesus hadn't mentioned the communion yet, so he wouldn't be talking about that. They wouldn't understand. 
But it isn't just a metaphor for our faith, it's part of that. So, to, to eat his flesh, for us, is to look at him and believe him, to contemplate his human life, the life of God lived out in the flesh and receive it, that's to eat his flesh on our part. But that's not all. That's what we're doing, to believe, to contemplate his earthly life, worked out in his body. That's to us to eat. But when we do that, the Father does something. And that's, in a sense, far more important. This is the enabling, our faith is the enabling factor. The important thing is, or the super important thing, is that the Father authorizes Jesus to give life. And this is where our Christianity of our modern era seems to be so weak. We say, oh yes, you've got to believe these doctrines, believe these facts, and ask Jesus to forgive you. And we seem to, if we're not careful, forget about the superordinate fact that what really needs to happen as well, if that's real faith, is that the Father imparts to our heart the life of God. So that for us to, to eat his flesh is for us to contemplate by faith and, more importantly, that God should impart to us his life. To drink his blood is for us to contemplate his violent death, his spilt blood, and say, yes, Lord, I know you have to do that for me. I take it for my atonement, for my forgiveness. And the more important thing is that the Father forgives all that we are. He forgives our sin. He forgives our shortcoming. He forgives our weaknesses. He forgives our failings. He forgives our inhumanity. Forgiveness. And so there's two things. And you and both aspects are really important. What we do and what he does. Uh, and there we are. So if we're not doing that, if we're not believing and receiving, and we need to look at it as a father, am I living in this state where daily I receive, I live in the good of receiving something that is divine, something from your hand? And we, you and I, we owe it to ourselves to get that straight with God. Father, am I in this condition when I am receiving that which is divine? That which is from your heart. And it's very easy, well, it's very easy. The, the answer to that isn't, oh no, terrible, I'm not. Father, I know I need to. Will you please lead me into it? We've got to get it straight because if we're not feeding like that, eating his flesh, drinking his blood, receiving from God, we haven't got life in us. We're dead. And all our old deadnesses will hang around and all that stuff. But he, the, word, the Lord doesn't will that we should be that, just that we should be straight and frank and open and honest and come to Him and say, Oh God, please, I'm tired of this pretend Christianity. Will you make me into a Christian that receives from God according to your word? So we use it not as a textbook of what I should be, but as a test book of what I am. What am I? Well, I don't look like that. Lord, will you make me look like that? And he'll lead us through this thing and that thing and the other thing. And he said, do you really mean it? And, we'll, and there'll be these testing circumstances and those testing circumstances, no doubt. And when we get to the point where we say, Lord, I don't care what it costs, I must have you. Then he reckons we're about ready. And he can say then... <laughs> uh, 
The life for a life. So, there we are. 1.1. If Jesus said it, it's important if we say we love him. Two, if he says we haven't got life if we're not doing it, we need to make sure we're doing it. Three, we need to say, Lord, we can go to him in our prayers and say, Lord, will you show me how properly I must eat your flesh and drink your blood? And if I need more things from you, will you please give them to me? Uh, so we're not anti-divine Christians, just Christians on our own without God's input. Living, 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 please forgive me, living, living, please forgive me. There's no God input. That's not it. We missed out the last bit. As I live by the Father, uh, so you shall live by me. It's just how Jesus lives. We're going to read it. Sorry. Um, It's, I won't comment on it, I don't think. No. Uh, Chapter 6, the end. We'll just finish off those verses. Um, To put it in perspective, is just how Jesus lived. My flesh is true food, you see, and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me. They're going to keep living in me, and I'm going to keep living in them. Just as, here's the comparison, just as the living Father sent me, and I live by the Father, that's how he lived, by feasting on the Father, So, just in the same way, so, the one who eats me will live by me. This is the bread which came down from heaven. Didn't like the bread which our ancestors ate and died. The one who eats this bread will share the life of God's new age. Let's just pray for a moment, shall we? Oh, Father. Father, we feel like children before you. Thank you for helping us to feel that. You said that unless we become as little children, we can't enter your kingdom. Lord, will you teach us the things we need to understand? Teach us to live the way we need to live. Lord, so that we should be alive. And Father so that your name should be glorified and Lord, everything should be just right. Men and women living for your pleasure. But straighten out proper humans. Father, thank you. Please help us in your things. Thank you that you're not holding out on us. Thank you that you're not uh, trying to lead us astray, but that you will that none should perish but that all of us should come to the knowledge of God. So keep drawing our hearts. Father, we worship you and thank you. We ask you to bless all those who uh, we know and couldn't be here and some that are here and aren't here. Think of Ben travelling up to Wanslow and his family. Bless them, Father. We love you and we need your help in every way. Amen. Amen.